1-855-454-3221. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Just a couple of notes. One is that we're live streaming on YouTube, and that's probably our best way to catch the show. LinkedIn is a little iffy now and then, and we're going to have some pre-recorded best ofs coming up in a couple days, and LinkedIn sometimes just boots those. We'll get them up there eventually. We're also posting videos on Gab TV, if you've ever heard of that. I reached out to the to the uh, people on LinkedIn that are affiliated with that and, and got a hold of the chief technology officer, and it seems like he's actually implementing some of my suggestions, so that's kind of exciting. Cracked windshield, take one. You say I got a crack in my windshield. At uh, least maybe less heartbroken. Geico lets you file a claim online, over the phone, or with their app. That makes me want to say, stay. Uh, are you crying? No, there's, there's pollen. Geico, great service without all the drama. Let's see. Okay, so Evelyn Torres Gomez prides herself on being first. Okay, she's a recipient of the, um, of the, 24 honorees this year in Women in Technology Awards, okay? And honorees were honored on May 18th. She said, everyone hopes to leave a legacy, um, but she aims to be first. I have a legacy. I want to make sure my family knows that we're, we were the first women, the first women. She was the first woman? No, I don't. I think they misquoted her there. The first Hispanic woman to be in technology in our family and our first CEO. And uh, many of first things first, said Lisa Gomez, uh, in, in Dallas, we're the first woman manufacturing company here in, uh, in our technology. She's making 5G antennas. I'm going to reach out to Evelyn because we're going to be in Dallas. Maybe she'll come over. Um, okay. So she said, we, we love feedback from our clients. The 5G antenna we designed was a collaboration between ourselves and the carriers. We took that feedback and we went to the design team and we created an antenna that supported more and more radios, which is the need for 5G, more radios on fewer towers. Yeah, and the, the trouble you get with anything with, which send and receive is the louder you shout, so the farther you go, the harder it is to hear what's going on around you because <laughs> you got you to gotta shout and you got to hear both. And that makes it tricky. Okay, so... One of the things I really liked is they asked her what changes in the happened since the pandemic, and she said, we're doing a lot of direct mail. And I'm going to reach out to, to Evelyn and ask her what she's doing. I, as I mentioned yesterday, I had a talk with Jeff out in San Francisco, a long talk, and he said people are calling from Silicon Valley, really, and saying, we're stuck. Social is socials tapped out. It doesn't it doesn't scale. It's true. You can get some influencers, you can get some ads at work, but it doesn't scale. And there's a funny reason why it doesn't scale. I mean, there's a couple. There's a lot of reasons, but mail scales. Okay, mail gives you verified delivery. Mail gives you verified viewership, 100% engagement because you have to deal with it. A decision maker has to look at it because they're the only ones allowed to throw the mail out. <laughs> just in case and uh and so it, it builds in a label data set there's all kinds of reasons to use mail and the wdma is maybe the leading proponent in the world of 
why mail is the, the cutting edge medium right now. So anyway, uh, here's the second one. Minuteman Press, Pete and Chuck um, got through the pandemic. They found, were founded in Richmond, in Richmond, Kentucky in 2014. They found organizations that had gotten some grant money to get them through, you know, printing floor decals, signs, logos, and printed face masks and other safety products. Uh, but they also did some mail, direct mail, okay? And not only did they sell direct mail and print direct mail, but um, now they're encouraging clients to resume their direct mail uh, to get the word out that they're open. Direct mail was another key area of growth that Minuteman Press in Richmond experienced during the pandemic. Last year, direct marketing became very challenging with social distancing becoming the norm. To continue growing, we looked to direct mailings as an additional revenue stream. But in addition to that, they did their own direct mail. We decided to fully embrace direct mail. You know why? Because it works. We would encourage other businesses to utilize direct mailings as a way to connect with potential customers as they ramp up and reopen. Good article. Good words. Good words from Pete and Chuck. Okay. Now, here's a good one. I saved the best for last, usually, right? And uh, Facebook opposes a class action status for advertisers suing over potential reach. So back when we were relaunching WDMA, I thought, you know, I know you can you can describe geography in Facebook. You can you can you know ask for CEOs or marketing people or whatever. So I typed in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, you know, and you and, and you can get really you know pretty about how you do that. You can get the east end of Iowa. You can get the north part of like North Chicago and and North. Uh, you can do Minneapolis and East, so you know you get the you get the you get the parts that would make sense if we're doing physical meetings. I'd go to I'd drive to Iowa, Dubuque, maybe not Des Moines, um, for a meeting. And so you know what did I get? Two million potential reach or something like that. There's two million marketing people in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. That seemed a little hard to believe. Because there's only 2 million people in Wisconsin, total. But a lot of them are in marketing. No, almost nobody is. And here's a picture. Your audience selection is fairly broad. Estimated size, 32 million people. Right. But even paring it down, it can, be, it can look really good. You say, whoa, I only need like six people to come and I'd be happy to go. Six people out of 2 million? You know, and then you keep paring it down, and we got one, one reaction. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of money, but just tested it. Anyway, so you may have experienced that feeling. Okay, Facebook says that marketers are marketers suing the company are allegedly overestimating. <laughs> Facebook says marketers that are suing the company are overestimating the potential reach of ad campaigns. <laughs> they, I didn't do the estimating. I I can't get into Facebook. I can't muddle around in there. They're doing the estimating. I mean, it's plain as the nose in your face. Okay, and they basically say advertisers don't have anything in common with each other. Each select is unique. We don't have to prove that we're right. In fact, you can't question that we're right. We're right. 
Our counts are our counts. I love this. So no matter what you do, you'll get millions of potential reach. And they basically said that because every advertiser is asking for a different different request, placing a different ad on a different day in a different, you know, whatever, then they can't, they don't have anything in common. Never mind that we could be overstating the reach in every case for every query. We could be saying that there's triple what there really is that we're really going to show to anybody because you don't know if they showed it to anybody or not. You don't know. You don't know. And I'm not saying stop your social if you're making some money at it. Or maybe stop it for a couple of weeks and see if anything happens. You know, stop one. Maybe the other ones are doing all the work. That's called a holdout test. Very scientific. We can help you with that. Anyway, so Facebook... So Facebook was sued for inducing advertisers to purchase more ads and pay higher prices for them by inflating the number of users the ad could reach. Never mind what the ad did reach, right? All these numbers could be made up. And in 2017, there was another there was a, a case that estimates of audience reach in every US state were higher than the state's populations. So, you know, we've been talking about digital ad fraud in terms of the mafia, in terms of the miscounting, in terms of fraud, you know, on the part of middlemen, right? And that you can't verify whether anybody's sitting in front of the computer. But this we're talking, now we're talking about behind the walled garden, the biggest opportunity for fraud in the world. Because they don't have to verify. You know, when you do direct mail, so we're doing this launch of this website, 2 million piece launch, we can show you all the ads. You can go looking around in them. You know, there's a, there's a computer somewhere that will produce a list based on our select. We're going to print envelopes. We can show you pictures of the printing press printing the envelopes. Somebody's going to stand there and watch the whole thing, right? And uh, we can timestamp some samples, right? You can also you can also uh, buy a uh, a uh, tracking service that'll show you when they hit. Uh, all kinds of ways to audit it. Uh, you know, but with this with this new technology, we're going to have even better validation of, of viewership than that. But that's a different issue. We're not going to get into that today. But anyway, the point is is that it's all trackable. You get a bill from the postal service for the postage. They know how many pieces. We have counts per zip. It's all very tidy. Not with Facebook. Oh, give me a Facebook ad. How many do you want? How much you want to spend? That's basically all it asks. My goodness. And advertisers added an amended complaint that Facebook employees were aware of the complaints about the potential reach metric since 2015, six years almost, but failed to respond. Nothing to hide here, nothing to see here. Just keep giving us your money. Last month, the advertisers officially asked Donato to certify the lawsuit as a class action so that all the advertisers would benefit. Facebook says, oh, every advertiser is different. And here, Facebook's fraudulent course of conduct is a common question because it is susceptible to proof through common evidence. There ought to be a way to tell. Is there? Not sure. Facebook deceived, our advertisers argued 
in their request for class certification, Facebook deceived and continues to deceive its advertisers by providing an inflated potential reach. In addition, the potential reach metric is false and misleading because it's not based on unique people. That's another test. You know, if you ask for CEOs in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota, and then you say, who are interested in marketing. Now, there are some who are CEOs. There are some who have a background in marketing or are, you know, joined marketing sites. And there's an overlap. Those are the unique people. If you take the ors, that could be 2 million. If you take the ands, that could be 100,000. See how that works? Now, in mail, because we, because we mail unduplicated mailings, generally, even if we have duplicates, we'll mail them later or something like that. Because we know all about that stuff, we send it through computers and check for that because we don't want to mail 16 pieces to one house. Because we know all that, we know how many unique pieces of mail are sent out. We know they get delivered all above board. Okay? Facebook just says, well, our campaign reach stuff, the, thing, the numbers we give you are not guarantees. No guarantee in digital. Okay, let's, and you know, I, I saw three more articles today about, digi, about digital transformation. You got to do digital transformation. You got to do digital transformation. And yet, the first article today said we went back to mail. Second article said we went back to mail. We encouraged more mail. We did our own mail. It's time to do mail. So Jeff in San Francisco says the number one call these days is we'd like to do some mail. <laughs> and the trouble is, he said, I was going to do, I may, maybe tomorrow I'll do, there's, some, there's something about how there's just not enough skill set around. Uh, they're looking for people that can write copy out there. If you, if you know some copywriters looking for, for especially if they have a, a direct mail background, uh, copywriters, even in the Midwest, they said, no, no requirement to move these days. You, you can work from home. Um, but Jeff said they're calling up and they're saying, hey, uh, we'd like to do some mail. I don't know where they're getting that idea. Maybe from all the articles that are popping up. Maybe from the WDMA.org. If you're looking for help getting started in mail, we know a lot of printers. Got a lot of great members that are printers. We got a lot of consultants that I've known for years and years and years that can help you. A lot of innovative people. Uh, get in touch. It will be worth your time. Or come to the meetup. You know, some real jobs got, got quoted and done uh, from the last meetup. So it's, a, it's you know, as, as M. England said in my, little, in my little mail out or whatever. Next Thursday, week from, week from tomorrow, 2 p.m. Chicago time. Go to WDMA.org and register in case anything changes. It's upper, upper, up in the upper right, along with the Dallas one if you're in Dallas. Like and share. Thanks for watching. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.